Well, welcome everybody to another edition of the Forever Bristol City podcast being recorded uh, the day after the afternoon before, where it finished at Ashton Gate on Saturday afternoon. Uh, City 1, Birmingham City 2. Not a great day. And, you know, it's four defeats in five games now. That's not good, full stop. Uh, Joining me uh, this morning uh, are Ian and Mark, um, as we always do. Mark, first, just give me 30 seconds on your thoughts uh, yesterday. You can always repeat what you put on Radio Bristol. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, what What are your thoughts? Maybe you've had some hours to think on it, but just, just sum it up in 30 seconds. Nigel Pearson's got a small squad uh, to pick from, but yesterday he picked the wrong side, exposing Sam Bell uh, to, to, you know, exposing Sam Bell and midfield players in James and Joe Williams, who were clearly not fit, and couldn't do a job. The game was gone after Birmingham went 2-0 up. And despite a fight back, City flagged in the last 15 minutes where they needed to build up pressure. Throw on had four centre-forwards on the pitch. It was just a mishmash, and Birmingham uh, rode out comfortable winners. I'm a City fan of 47 years. I've had to suffer for my art. Sadly, for the young fans, it's going to be your turn for a few years because it looks like Nigel Pearson's here to stay. So expect struggle for the next few seasons. Enjoy the academy players, but it's going to be tough. There you go. Good summation. Uh, that is Mark. Uh, Ian, your thoughts. You've just had Pickles say, Matt Pickles say, let's not hold back this morning, guys. But uh, your your thoughts, uh, Ian, in, uh, I'll say 40 seconds because Mark went over a bit there. Positives. Uh, I thought Alex Scott did well, particularly he's out to, he was once again played out of position at right wing back. And... <clears throat> He did okay in midfield. The other two, as Mark said, uh, and I discussed this with Mark after the game, weren't fit. Uh, the second half was better than the first, but as our illustrious leader said, the first half was crap. His words, not mine. Um, the, the lineup, we had no energy in midfield. I suppose those are the negative. Those are the positives. There are too many negatives to mention. Right. First half performance was a big one, but. Uh, no doubt we'll develop that over the course. Well, of let's this, develop. Uh, yeah, let's develop that. Let's podcast. crack on in the action because we can, we can chunter away. There's a lot of chuntering to be done this morning. I think. I mean, look, the lineup. Um, Sam Bell, uh, Ian, was that was that a was that a four three three or was it? Uh, I, I, you know, what 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 was it? What was that lineup? It you know, was, was Williams in uh, a three? I'll tell was you. It a five three two. Well, hang on. What was finish, the finish the question. Yeah. Let on. me answer the question. Go on. Uh, the the lineup was um, a two. We played a back two, four. Uh, uh, that's six, six isn't it? <laughs> so we had don't get two, don't start four, with, don't get in a my trap. Two, one, two. It was the strangest formation I'd ever seen. It we played with a. Uh, Bell, so far out of position. I felt so sorry for the kid. It was unbelievable. The kid's either a right winger or a striker. Play him there. Don't play him because you'll destroy the boy. And it was totally unfair on Sam Bell. So you're not going to hear me give Sam Bell any stick. He hasn't got a defender's instincts because when you play in defence, a lot of the play is positional. You've got to know where to be. And it's okay if you say, well, just man for man mark that bloke over there because that's easy. Just follow him all over the pitch. All right? 
And if it's that type of man for man marketing, which these days you don't see a lot of, right? I remember when we played up it, I'm walking down memory lane like you two boys now, but remember when we played Forest and they put Paul Martin on Steve Hodge, was it? In midfield, man for man. Um, and you, do, you don't often see that. Um, but it was the strangest formation. I've never seen a side play with a back two before. I think there there is a formation. It's kind of a two, 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 two. It's like this thing Ragnick wants to do at Man United. And that's not working, going that well either, is it? But And, and it must confuse the players. And I, I think the big question that we've got to ask on the pod today, and I'd like sensible answers from people on here, particularly if you're a, a member of the cult of Nige, that's cult, C-U-L-T, of Nige. Um, I think... All right, Ian, just... Uh, did you say is, that was... Is Pearson, is Pearson part of the solution or is he part of the problem? That's oh, the I question. I saw you put that on Twitter. I saw you put that on Twitter, actually, yeah. Ian, and also, I... I, I I, with a defence now that has conceded 65 goals, right? I'm going to throw yeah. one in here. I got asked the same question about Callas, but come back to that. Just to pick you up on something, Ian, did you say that was a 2 4 2 1 2 formation? Because if you did, Hang it on. doesn't add up. <laughs> You've done a mark, right? I agree I, with I, the I... two. 2 4 2 1 2. Don't bring me into it. <laughs> uh, Ian's, doing the, Ian's doing the math there. He's. he's, he's, two, he's four. four. Two, two, one, one, two, one, two, one, two, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Ten. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. It was a, yeah. It, it would have been a two, four, <laughs> one, two, four, one, one, two. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Two, four, one, one, two. There we go. You heard it there. Unbelievable. Right. Is that the right. formation? <laughs> I might do long-winded well, questions, it, but at least I can add up. Uh, Ian. I can only uh, play right. four two not two most, two. Not most, not most, not most weeks you can. You were going to outnumber a team the other week. Play eleven. Well, that's the only way we can win. That was Mark. Anyway, look, let's cut the crap. Let's cut the crap. Uh, Mark, I mean, the shape of the side. Why, 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 Bell? Um, poor lad, as you rightly say. At least he didn't suffer the ignominy of being taken off after forty minutes. I mean, you know, his confidence probably shot anyway. And if I was his dad. I'd probably want to lamp Pearson after putting him... Well, I would have lamped him if he'd have dragged him off after half an but hour. He, he, when... didn't, he, he, he didn't put him off didn't put him off his game. Like Ian said, it, it's, it's positional. It's it, it's getting exposed to, to that inside ball easily. And, and he played... I mean, he was probably told to play to play high up the pitch. He, he wouldn't have just run out of position. He, you know, players do do as they're told more yeah. often than not, or they'll get, they'll, they'll get hooked. But he yeah. stuck to it. But why... Play a right winger as a right back when you could have done, you could have played uh, De Silva as a right back and put Pring, you know, Pring on the on the left flank. He Look, could have done. I that. keep coming back to it, Mark. He could play. He could play. Bloody Callas as a right back. When yeah, he could is have he gonna as a right not, back. You could play. You could have played yesterday if they're fit to play. He could have played a back four: Callas, Atkinson, Kloss, and Pring. Right, and that would have had Jay De Silva playing in the middle because I thought Jay had a good game yesterday, along with Alex Scott. But if you had a back four of Callas, Atkinson, Kloss and Pring, you've got height there, you know, and that's what you can do, right? Callas, somebody picked this up on OTIB but the other day from the Middlesbrough match. Callas doesn't want to pass to Sam Bell, it seems. He's got no confidence in the lad, yeah? 
And Callas seems to live in this ivory tower of because he lunges in with all these saving tackles and what have you. And Ian's had a view on that that he only lunges in, you only lunge in because you haven't positioned it right. Is he part of the problem? Because we've now let in 65 goals. Um, Mark, I'll come to you for the first goal. And then obviously, Ian, get your take on it as well. Uh, it started two minutes on the clock. It was a clearance from Callas that just went straight forward. Their bloke got on the end of it. I think it was, uh, well, no, what was it? Um, Semenya went up for a header. It bounced. Roberts knocked it through to Chong. Mickey Bell was just inside our half. So he, uh, Mickey, Sam, Bell. Sam Bell was just inside our half. So he was nowhere for it. Chong, loney from Manchester United. Turned James like a he was like a bloody tanker and cracked it in. I mean, it was a. What did you think of the goal, Mark? Was it a good one well, it, for them or shoddy defence from us? Shoddy, shoddy defending. Um, Roberts, I don't know if Roberts or Pedersen. It, it, it slips off Masenio's head. He doesn't get a clean header on it. It's not Semenyo. Uh, Masenio just created a new player there. Just just scrapes off Semenyo's uh, head and Roberts or Pedersen just plays it down the line. It's behind Sam Bell. Tahith Chong takes it in into the area, and it looks like James. He showed him on the out. He showed him out uh, uh, outside. Does the right thing, and then he just gets completely done. Chong turns quickly the other way and hits it across. Uh, Dan Bentley, no chance. He can't dive. The ball's in in the side netting on the opposite post, but it's shoddy defending. And notice on the on the interview that. That um, Pearson didn't criticise Bell. He said his teammates aren't backing him up. He's blaming got... again. Yeah, and look at but it's, we were right out of position. The high line. Yeah. Chong was onside. They're trying to play it off offside. He was way onside. It was an awful bit of defending from 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 the line. Wasn't exactly the Arsenal back line trying to hold it up. I mean, we got caught out offside countless times deep yeah. in the in the. Uh, uh, in the Birmingham half, they we, we, we just got got done by them. Yeah. It was just far too me, easy. Yeah. Let me have Ian's take. Let me have Ian's take on the first goal. Ian, um, ball kicked forward. It came back. It, I think the commentator on uh, Robin's TV uh, when I was listening on clips said they won possession in turnover. Got it down quickly. Shoddy goal or good play by uh, their loney striker. It was appalling defending. Absolutely appalling. Sam Bell's nowhere to be seen when the ball goes into the right back slot. Callas can't get over on the cover for some reason. Um, Matty James is the only one that, that's decided to to run back. He runs in. Now, what he should do is what you don't what you don't do when you're defending like that is show someone toward the goal. You don't do because the lad didn't crack it in. He passed it in. Yeah, in, into the the opposite side netting. Um, just going back to the formation, because I don't want to do that. They've absolutely they've confused the BBC as well, because according to the BBC, the formation was four three one two. Guess who the one was behind the two? Dan Bentley. Scott. Who is it usually? <laughs> no, no. Who's the who's been playing? Who's Vyman. the WSM? Who's W in that? Vyman. Vyman. Right. He, so he's the one behind the two. According to the BBC yesterday, it was uh, Dan James. So, uh, I mean, sorry, Matt Matty James. James. Matt James. Matty James. James. So you you work that out. So he's, yeah, I, he's, I, I, I think, think he's, I think he's not only really confused the players. Really. 
Well, yeah, well, Dave, I mean, these guys... Somebody's talking, somebody's telling them, and they've had a go at it, haven't they? They've had a go, and they've thrown it together. Well, when I saw the know, team just... yesterday, I thought it was a back four, because you, you count the number of defenders in there, don't you? And you think, well, OK, yeah. Sam Bell has been, has been playing right wing back, and he has been had, had a go at right back, and, and he actually hasn't done very well there. He's all right going forward, because that's because he's a winger, right? But he's not any good defending, and... To play a back four, and you talk about, oh, well, who else is there? What's wrong with Zach Viner? Why, why is he under the bus? Because he made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, Ian, look, I keep saying, I've been banging on about this for weeks, and probably back in November when we had our bad run then, which this is heading along that line. You know, we've got two away games coming up, yeah, and with our form, yeah. and then Baggies at home after that before the international break. But why not, tell me, why not Callas at right back with that four? That, which could have played well, you, yesterday. Yeah, they played it against done, Cardiff. Yeah, they played Baker at left back, didn't they? That was, and that was to deal with um, the big lump who's left them now, Kiefer Moore. Um, yeah. Well, I don't think you need to. You can play Zach Viner at right back and keep Callas in his best he position. He wasn't even on the bench yesterday, Ian, was he? No. No. Now, come back, all I say, if the kid was ill or he's injured, or uh, because that yeah, wouldn't yeah. be a surprise, would it? Yeah. But you've no, got. I mean, if you take our last ten games now, because this is starting to get on my on my uh, I was going nerves. to say something, but it nerves, yeah. Um, our last ten games played ten, won three, drew one, lost six, scored fourteen, twenty against us. All right. So, if you concede in two goals a game, you ain't going to win many football matches, no. unless you win them three two, and we we, we won. 3-2 or is, is one of our wins. Uh, we also beat, beat Reading 2-1. So I, I've, I've now got, and we beat Borough 2-1, but let's be honest, that game could have easily gone the other way. If it well, Dan Bentley had, had a, had a, had a world was man of the match. Well, not man of the match. He had a beautiful, like, had an 11 out of 10 game. And Dan yeah. Bentley made some really good saves yesterday. More, oh, more good saves. Oh, no, he just, I was going to cut. Let's get back into the action, Ian. But you're absolutely right. Yeah. Late on, he saved from Hogan and Bakuna. Ian, the second goal, it came on 13 minutes. Game over, really. 2-0 down at home. Well, you think game over. Uh, corner kick. We talk about idiots in the crowd. Section 82. Come on, shout out. You must know somebody's next to you throwing. You call them out there. Yeah, but um, it was a corner. Graham's cross. Gordon got in front of Semenyo. I just checked the numbers on the back of the shirt and there was nobody on that far post. Uh, should there be? So, Ian, first, your thoughts on the second goal, which came on 13 minutes. Ian. Mark, then. You know, well, the Mark? ball's just played... Play, yeah. Graham, Graham just plays it into the middle of the goal, uh, into the six-yard box. And... Uh, the guy just uh, the guy just peels off peels off of uh, Semenyo, no pressure on, and just heads it freely into the net. It's, it's pathetic defending again, absolutely awful. You think there should be you know, somebody just... on that far post? Well, there should be. They they just stand there. There's a line, isn't there, in front of in front of Dan Bentley, and it, uh, but nobody's this this zone. If it's zonal marking, it's not man for man marking. It's not zonal marking. There's nobody attacking the ball at all in flight. Nobody going for the ball. They just stand there and it's in the back of the net. It's just absolutely awful defending. I mean, um, back in the 70s, I mean, we were talking to David Rogers. Players used to go man for man and take a hit. 
We just yeah. we just stand there for all our problems. You think somebody's got to organise that? Where's the leader saying, you know, jump? Well, that is a good point. That is jump. You point. can jump. You can jump into a player and put them off. They'll let the ball over the bar. Yeah. Make it hard yeah, for that. The guy scored his first, he scored his first league goal. It was. They all just stand there. I'm just watching it again. Watching him. Thank you very much. Happy yeah. Christmas. 2-0. And nobody's yeah. there pointing, saying you should have picked him up or anything like that. No. Ian, I know you went silent for a moment there. Yeah, um, sorry about that. Um, that's all right. Um, yeah, well, it was, well, it was a straightforward... Another goal, dead ball, dead ball oh, situation. Appalling, but can somebody tell me... We've got a little guy like Jay De Silva, right? I thought he was possibly our man of the match yesterday. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, why didn't he go on that back post? Now, that's not his fault. It, it's a tactical thing with managers... I've got this idea now. You keep all your players away from the goal line um, and it gives you more players to defend the header. You don't need to worry about clearing it off the line. Well, I say when you when you defend as badly as we do, we should probably put three players on the line, but I'll settle for one at the moment. And why don't Jada Silva just go on that post? Because if he's on that post, he just kicks the ball away. Yeah. Simple as that. It wasn't, it wasn't I, a great I, header. And when you look at it, it was, his positioning, sorry, when you look at Jay's positioning for that goal, he is right of the penalty spot, just ambling out of defence, yeah? Because he was, as you say, he wasn't on that far post. And a player station there, you've gone. particularly when uh, Bentley's not going to come and try and take the ball anyway, although it was in that no-man's land for uh, the keeper. But you're absolutely Well, you can't, right you can't come from a, for a corner that's that flat. It was hit flat. No. It was more or less head height, you know, without head height without jumping. So whoever was marking that lad wants shooting. And if you put a defender on the post, you just kick the ball away. So it was two peat the both goals were absolute pieces of rank defending, but one has to say, absolutely no surprise to anybody. No. No. It's what we Mark. do. Mark, the There's no defending, though, is there? If you you, yeah. you you at least attack 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 the ball, you make it hard for the opposite the opposition to score. We didn't. We just made it so easy. Yeah, it was it was pathetic. Do you, do you think defending. it was a good thing, Mark? Do you think it was a good thing, Mark, that he didn't take Sam Bell off because he was he was looking at do it? You either take him off after half an hour. You don't take him off as it looked as though, because I could see. It, and he called Atkinson back in a very annoyed fashion. Did. Uh, Pearson, um, but at least he didn't pull Sam Bell off uh, before the break, which would have been embarrassing for the lad because you know it's not his fault that the manager plays him out of position, is it? No, but I mean, it's, it's the manager's obviously told them to get forward at every opportunity. It's the manager's decision to play a high line, and, and if it's not played properly, you get exposed like we did for the, for the first goal. And at that time, I mean, we were dominating possession, I think we had ended up on 65% possession in the first half. But all they did was they sat behind the ball and I think a 3-5-2 or 5-3-2, five men across the pitch. And when they went the ball, uh, neither uh, Martin, Martin couldn't hold the ball up. Semenyo's touch was awful in the first half and the ball just came kept coming back and it looked like yeah. they were going to score it from, from every attack yeah. uh, in that first half. We looked so, so ragged and, and half time didn't come soon enough. No, uh, my no. friend who comes to one game every few years with his daughter, I said to her after the game, I like to say it isn't like this every week, but it is unfortunately. I'm sorry. Well, it's been like it <laughs> most weeks for the last four years nearly now. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mark, Ian, second half, two substitutions made at the break. Uh, Atkinson coming on and then Kloss 
went off injured. I didn't see him pull up or anything, but uh, do you think that was unfortunate that we had to use two subs at that stage? One was obviously going to happen, yeah, which was uh, uh, Bell going off. I didn't know who was going to come on. But what did you think of the half-time substitutions? Well, I thought they were much needed and you couldn't have blamed Pearson if he'd have done three. And you always say to, what I always say is to, when they say, oh, the manager made some substitutions and turned it around. I said, well, you've got two things there. One is well done for doing that, but why did you cock it up in the first place? Mm. So same two questions. I thought Atkinson did, did well when he came on. Um, he looked stronger. Uh, and I thought Campring did well. Once again, out of position because he's not, I don't think he's a, a central defender. I think he's a left back, stroke left wing back. And, but I liked it when he came out and combined well with Jay De Silva. We looked like we might create a threat. Uh, so I thought both those substitutions were good. He had to hold back on the other one uh, because our two central midfield players are both unfit. And, and how do you say, and when you got, say they're unfit? Got, is that that they're, they're unfit? And how how is that manifesting itself visibly to you that they because I, you, I look I agree I thought Williams was shoddy yesterday Matty James as well I've never got this big love in with you know he's the best of the trio from Leicester and he ain't that good but you know they look slow yeah and I said yeah. earlier Matty James looked like he's carrying a bit of timber but you know if they're not fit why 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 play both and leave Masengo on the bench you have. Well, that you'd ask the, the $10 million question, and that's Pearson trying to make points. And I don't think, I, I mean, Masengo ain't going to sign a contract. It may be because of that, but you've got him for the next 10 games and 10 games only. So I would say utilise him. Um, probably the same thing may apply to Semenyo if we get a, if we get a big bid. Um, I, I think that... Uh, uh, because people are people on social media are just making making numbers up, you know. Celtic are in at eleven. West Ham will have to pay fifteen. And it, yeah. when you look at it, it's it's all I don't know. It's rubbish. Cut and paste sites. Yeah. It's just people making up storylines. Um, anyway, look, Ian, I'll come the, to you. The first. two guys, the two guys in midfield, were blowing both of them and behind the game after thirty minutes. And I think the only way that you can play those two in the same team at the moment, he's played one bloke in the first half, uh, James, if you will, and then play Williams in the second, because I think they can just about do that. And you say, go out and give everything, because I'm replacing you at half-time with him, barring accidents. Good idea. Good idea. Let me come to you first, Ian, for our goal, which coming as it did right at the start of uh, the second half, you're thinking 44, 43 minutes to go. We got a chance to get back into this. It was a well-worked goal. Williams to Semenyo, Semenyo to JDS. Nice little cross into the middle. And Scott, you know, their defence was almost as bad as ours for that goal, wasn't it? Because he should never have been allowed to get in and score from close range like that, should he, Ian? Well, what Scott did was what our, a lot of our attackers failed to do a lot of the time, and that's got across the box from his position. He didn't hang about on the far post, wait for the ball to come to him. He ran across the front of the defence and got the touch in in front of the keeper. Um, so, but we know Scott's a, a very good footballer, and that's an ideal situation. That's why I'd like to see him playing ten or at least further up the pitch because I want to see him doing that stuff all the time, doing the creative little through balls on the edge of the box. I don't want to see him. Um, or right wing defending. back, or the anchor, yeah, yeah, yeah no. or or right wing or left wing back or wherever else Pearson decides he's going to play him. So 
you know, that was, it was a poor goal from Birmingham's point of view, if you want to call it that. Love, nice cross from Jay De Silva. I mean, he, he yeah. saw the opportunity and put the cross into that no man's area, what some people call the corridor of uncertainty between the goalkeeper and the back four, whipped it round the back. But that cross went a long way. And if I was Birmingham's manager, I, if I was Lee Bowyer, I'd be saying somebody should have dealt with that. But yeah, well, I said yeah, like the summer got wind. I don't know why that was. Well, yeah. well, when I when that went in, I thought right because the next when you're two 0 down, the next goal is absolutely key. If they get it, they probably go on to win by more. If we get it, we can get back in the game, even we win it. Back in. And Mark, for let, that me Mark first... on, let me have your view on the goal, Mark. On. I mean, it was the little approach play to it, William Semenyo, JDS, and then ending with Scott. That was us at the all too infrequent glimpses of nice football from Bristol City, you know, and it gave us the perfect platform from which to kick on. But we really didn't, did we? I've, I've only got Semenyo's shot that was parried away as our only other attempt on goal after that, yes? Yeah, I mean, it's just coming back to the goal. Pedersen is being hustled by Chris Martin, and I think he's expecting Etheridge to come out and, and get the ball. But he just they they just look at what they, they they both look at each other and and Scott follows it in. But it is a well worked goal. But you're right, we we had a lot. I mean, as usual, we dominated uh, in a lot of home games. You know, where we dominate possession, we we fail because the side just wait wait for us to cough the ball up and counter attack and and and, and score goals. But really, the only clear-cut chance you're right was uh, when Wells played played Semenyo in on the right. He came, he, he went past Pedersen, shoots across, uh, shoots across Efferidge, but it hits the other defender and goes out for a corner. If it had gone, it could have gone in the back of the net after that. But then the problem with City is, and I think to the frustration of fans, our fitness really suffered last 20 minutes. Joe Williams, they, he couldn't win a second tackle. He win the ball and then lose it seconds later. Bakuna yeah. was dragging, dragging him everywhere. Bakuna had a couple of shots, great shots that were saved by Bentley, and we didn't. I mean, we, we didn't. We didn't create. We didn't really build ahead of steam to the end of the huh? game. The game just petered out, and that was the thing. The same thing as last week. Overexposed because of Joe Williams' lack of fitness. Think yeah. we thought that added by adding James, that would add a little bit of energy and bite. It didn't. Neither were were fit. That was the problem. Masengo could have come on instead of instead of Wells. It may have it would have given us the energy to take the ball forward and maybe create some chances. But he decided just to throw it all throw it all in the mix and it. Like we did, we used to do under uh, Dean Holden, and it just looks a mess. It looks it a, was mess a mess. All it was the mess Ian, that it was. Yeah, Ian, um, I'd written it down as a as a topic for discussion, and uh, Mark has just uh, alluded to that fitness. Right, we seem to have this problem with never mind injuries, general levels of fitness. The way the Birmingham players were buzzing round our box, very much like one of the other sides that. We uh, played at home recently. Might have been a game even that we won, yeah, when we were hanging on. But, you know, why don't we look on it from that fitness point of view? You already said Williams and um, uh, James aren't fit and they're, they're puffing and all the rest of it. But we don't look sharp, do we? Scott, maybe, and Jay De Silva apart. Well, we don't look strong. We don't look sharp. Um, we don't look... Um mentally and physically tough enough so there's a huge number of problems which is why i'm coming to what's the solution 
because I, I, I haven't seen a, a solution from anybody that doesn't start with, you have to remember what Pearson did at Leicester. Well, actually, I don't. That was too long ago. I mean, if we're, if we're going to do that, let's go and get let's go and get Alf Ramsey and make him manager because he won the World Cup. I, I'm I, I'm just <clears throat> I, I you know I'm not going to hold back on it. How it's the level of performance, and there have been too many unacceptable performances this season, and it's an ongoing theme. It's not a blip. There's too many unacceptable performances, and. There are some others to add to that where one half of the game has been unacceptable. So yesterday was a classic example of that. The performance in the second half was better. It was acceptable. It was acceptable. It was acceptable. The first half was completely unacceptable. And you have to ask why. And that's the question I'm asking. What's the solution? I rarely disagree with Pearson's summing up of a game. Very rarely do I differ with what he says after the game. What I'm struggling to see is him solving it. So that's why I've asked the question. I want, well, somebody on here says, solution is Pearson to be sacked. If you think that, fine. If, you, if you're if you a Nigel Pearson acolyte, and there are many, um, tell me why. Yeah. And give me you the facts behind no, what, yeah. what, you're, what you're feeling is because... The, and the injuries do play a part because we have players injured for so long that it takes them, what, three, four games to get up to speed, assuming they don't get injured again when they come back. And if, if you're, Pearson's now got one 34-year-old that he won't play for whatever reason, who is a right back, by the way, lest we forget, who's earning a lot of money. Who said a question third... about it? He says that's life, and somebody would say, should say, you talk about the probing supplementary question here and earlier before we went live. Yeah. Should say, what do you mean that's life, Nigel? Put him on yeah, the spot. Why, 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 why are you paying a bloke half a million pounds or more a year to not play? Yeah. Because you know, if he wants to do that deal, on on not play for a quarter of a million a year. And at least Chris Brunt did the honourable thing last season when he realised his legs had gone, yeah? Because he did a settlement, didn't he? He might not have just walked away, but am I right in thinking he did a settlement? No, he, he didn't. He, he said, I'll, I'll, I'll just leave. Yeah. And he went right up in my estimation because he realised he couldn't play. He couldn't do it. He, he, yeah. you know, and, and, but once again, you have to ask the question, why did we sign him? So we, we've signed another 33, 34-year-old now in closer, who's done okay, but lest we forget, every, in every game he's played apart from when we've conceded two goals, and he's now where his calf. So if, if you're going to sign players who haven't played a lot of football, Simpson, King, closer, who are in their mid-30s, then you're taking a real chance. Now, if you're going to say, well, that's all we can afford, then I suppose, okay, you could say, well, okay, if they don't all get injured at the same time, it might work. But it's a really, really tenuous strategy. Ian, can really I just say, tenuous. you can be a fit, you know, we seem to, and I, I know we went off injured yesterday, but Klaus, you could say he's a fit, he hasn't played much football in the last few years. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong now, I know people correct me for factual inaccuracies, but we seem to have picked players who have not played much because of long-term injuries. Let's let Mark have a little say, and then I want to come back in on the, well, the whole thing about uh, recruitment. But Mark, 
Ian's saying, Pearson, is he part of the problem? Because he doesn't seem to be able to have a solution. And a solution is playing a side that is solid. Let's have a 4-5-1 with Callas at right back, right? But not Chris Martin up front because I'm sick of seeing him. He's a consummate professional. I've no doubt about that. But we lack any energy and movement up there with him. What are you saying, Mark? Solutions, problems? How do we address it? You know, and... Well, he said yeah. we, 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 he said in the, in the post-match interview, we haven't got the collective mentality to pick a team to defend, you know, with, with you know, defensive, a, a, a team that doesn't concede. We haven't got the collective mentality to do, to do that. The problem is he decided he wanted a small squad and for his own reasons, he doesn't like low knees. So we, we've got to deal with that. I don't, I don't agree with that. People have contested what I've said is that on the last podcast that loan signings wouldn't cost the earth. Okay, but they, they, they uh, people have said to me that that King and and James aren't on huge amounts of money. Fair enough, but I think we could have we could have got better value. We could have got players who who were younger and fitter. Maybe we should have recruited in lower leagues. Perhaps, but we we didn't get the recruitment right. Danny Simpson was a ridiculous re-signing. Hardly played last season when he was uh, on his short-term deal. And all this, he's good in the changing room, and perhaps the same for Andy King. We didn't recruit these players as player coaches. We recruited them as contracted players who were meant, you know, meant to play regularly. You know, meant to meant, meant not every single week, but they were meant to play regular football and help us climb that division. They haven't, so they've been poor signings and been exposed for what they are. Players who are over the hill and haven't got the fitness or or ability to be able to do anything for Bristol City. I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. I think Matty yeah. James has been a little bit unlucky. He's been the best of the three, but all this, you should see what they do in the changing room, bringing younger players. They Don't weren't brought it. in to do that. We Don't could have got it. we could have got better value than King and James. Whether it be we in the got, loan market, Scott, possibly. We got Scott Murray for the Joker in the dressing room, really, haven't we? You I could buy, you could buy Alexa some of the... and have, have, have yeah. some in the dressing room. <laughs> There's the, I think I mean, we've, we've, the problem we've got is we've got a small squad. There, there are probably younger players in the academy who, who would play more regularly and, 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 get, and give more and, and, do a, and do a job. And I feel sorry for Sam Bell. He's not a, a right back. We have got right, we've got players who could play there Zach Viner, Thomas, Kat, Thomas Callas. Jada Silva out of position, yes, but who could who could play as well, right I'm going to name right a side, side in a minute that isn't four or five. But it's his but it's his me... it's his problem. He should yeah. be finding the solution to this problem. Let me just I'm read not, out I, some of the messages. Could, yeah. Some some of the messages. Briss Red says sack Pearson and replace with who? How do we pay Pearson off with what? It's just like the government. When people want to find money for something, they'll find it. Yeah, and getting rid of Pearson. I'm not calling for that for those that think I am, but. You know, where there's a will, there's a way. Jimmy Mann's agreed with what Bristol Red has said. Bristol Red says, you know, we've got big problems. Club is in a mess. Lansdowne's has taken their eye off the ball and we are in a mess. Yeah, I think the good thing about the club at the moment is that Richard Gould is chief executive. But we come on to tweaking recruitment because Richard Gould is not a football person. He's a good chief executive, good administrator. Somebody said, again, Bristol Red, a lot of talk from Bristol Red. We're heading to League One. Um He's also saying, how do you structure a deal to get Fark in, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's a little side conversation <laughs> going on there. Yeah, as, as why, and sorry I didn't let you in, YATGGTMB. 
don't know who you are, message me on Twitter if you want to make a contribution to the program uh, going forward. I mean, my, I, I said a 4-5-1, right? But this side, to me, and Ian's gone quiet, so I will come back to you, Mark. A 4-5-1. This side against Blackburn, it's not going to be easy next week. Callas, Atkinson, Kloss and Pring as a back four. Masengo, Scott, Williams and JDS as a four. Vyman and Semenyo up front. You have Kundi and Viner on the bench who can cover. You've got Martin and Wells as well to cover off the front positions. And then you could have a half-fit Matty James to come off the bench to cover up on the midfield. I mean, Mark, that, that side looks all right, doesn't it? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, you could you could you could do that. I mean, the, the, the one positive about playing Blackburn is since they lost Ben Brereton Diaz with that ligament damage, they found it difficult to score goals. They do play some nice, not, nice not, football. Not, not a game, um, not against us. They won. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I think. Well, I'm, I'm trying to clutch its straws here and give us some hope. For goodness' sake, give us. <laughs> but, but hey, they, give they, us that they, side they again. Play, I, I will. Play, I'm just going to say, Matthew. Well, Pickles any side. Are, I think if you're just. Matthew Pickle says Chris Martin shouldn't be starting against Blackburn. I agree. Right, this is my side, Ian. It does add up to 11 players. Um, Go on, then. Bentley in goal, yeah. A back yeah. four of Callas, Atkinson, Kloss and Pring. A midfield four of Masengo, Scott, Williams and JDS. And then up front, Vyman and Semenyo. On the bench, Kundi, who can cover off the two central defenders. Viner, who can cover defend. Viner can come in and cover any of those positions. Centre. Sorry, Dave. Who have you defender. got? Who have you? Who have you got up front? I've got Viman and Semenyo up front. Yeah. So you're playing four four two. Yeah. But I'm right, giving okay. the defence um, a bit of height. Yeah. I'm giving the yeah. defence a little bit of height, and I've got energy in midfield with Masengo. I've got the creativity yeah. and the crossing ability of JDS, and 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 and, and Alex Scott. You know, now you could say it's a four-three-one-two with Scott playing in the hole, yeah. But yeah. and then on the bench, Cundy, Viner, Martin, Wells, and James, and whoever else, maybe one a couple of the kids or something like that. What's wrong with that side, yeah. Ian? What do you think? What do you think about that? No, I, I, look, the way we've been going away from home, Dave. We, we, you know, if you said to me, I'm going to play three-six-one, I'd say, well, yes, it's got to be worth a try because we can't do any worse than lose. So, Correct. Um, yeah, it doesn't look bad to me. It, I, I, you've got your I best defenders it. on the pitch, haven't you, Ian? You, you know, you've got... But it's... Uh, keep coming back to the same point. Callas, right? Why can't he take yeah. one for the team and play out of position? And it's not a totally unfamiliar position to him. Right back. <clears throat> well, I think you're... Uh, you, I mean, what you could alternatively do if Close is injured... Is you could play Viner right back, Atkinson and Callas in the middle, which is how we started the. No, it wasn't. Well, you Atkinson could... was in there at the start of the season instead of Callas. So, <clears throat> well, look, we, Ian, sorry, yeah, you could, Ian, I, I wouldn't play. play I wouldn't play Callas. Sorry, Ian. Let me just pick you up on that point. Yeah. If you say Klaus is injured, yeah. Again, you 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 say bring Viner in. He's a bit last resort, but you know we. <laughs> We're conceding two goals a game with experienced yeah. players there. You could have, again, you could have, if, if Klaus is injured, Callas, Atkinson, Cundy and Pring. And Cundy's not a kid. He's yeah, you could. I don't know. I mean, uh, Nigel Pearson was very dismissive about Rob Cundy's contribution at the Forest game. Yeah, I mean, Cundy came on 
And uh, a centre forward had been causing us lots of problems in Keenan Davis with his movement and his strength, took him out of the game. Um, and somebody said, uh, Rob Cundy did well when he came on. Well, he did all right. Now, if you're Rob Cundy and you're listening to that, you're thinking, right, I'm off, end of the season, I'm out of contract. This this bloke ain't going to play me. So I'm wasting my time here. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, if he'd had a, a, a really bad game when he came on, uh, then then fair enough. But he didn't. He did better than either Closer or Callas had done against Keenan Davis. And he did it for quite a long time. So yeah. why not give that kid a chance? Why not play, you know, back three with him in the middle of it and the two experienced players or even Atkinson and Callas, either side of him, if, if you want to go with it. Um, yeah, I think it, it, we we should try something different away from him. Yeah. I quite like Pringin and Jada Silva on that left-hand side, whether you play Pring in front of... I probably play Pring in front of, of um, De Silva as, if you want to call it, the left winger. Yeah, because... I, I think he is. Well, he can alternate, Ian. It confuse, might yeah, they can, but what I'm saying is they're both they're both good players. But let's let's not forget, Campring had an absolute stinker at Forest. So we we need to, you know, we we can. Nigel Pearson said yesterday the trouble is that people think players that are out of the team are the solution, and they're and and they're not. Yeah. Well, th- that seems odd to me. Because, it, and if you're one of the players that's out of the team, you think, oh, right, okay, thanks very much. I ain't got much chance of playing here. So I'm not going to go out and run through walls for this bloke because I might be off at the end of the season. I need to stay, I need to stay in one piece. So I think he's, this comes back to once again, is he the solution? Um, right. uh, is, he, is he the solution or is he part of the problem? And, and, and because I, I don't ever see people from the cult of knowledge. Uh, follow up when you say, well, "Well, you want to get rid of Pearson, but he's, you know, look what he did at Leicester. Yeah, but how about what he's doing at Bristol City? Don't that matter? Well, you can't yeah. count last season. Why not? Let's not count yeah. away goals. You know, and then that way we're we're, we're top of the league. Let's not I count know. defeats. No. The problem we got, with, the problem we got with Nigel Pearson is we've given oh, him man. a three-year contract in April, in April last yeah. year, so we're, yeah. we're we're wed to that. And for me. Oh, like sorry, this is going down memory lane, but it's a bit like we were when we 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 had Dicks in the late sixties, and the side struggled for about five seasons before they made any impact. So I think the clever wedded wedded to, to Nigel Pearson. We we will we will continue. To, we'll be in the championship next season, but we'll probably be finished about fifth from bottom, and we'll continue to continue to continue to struggle before it's before be it gets better, isn't it, Mark? It's just going to be yeah. like this week in week out. You know, we're going to have to look at sides that, on in theory, seem to have less than us in terms of financial backing and what have you. I mean, look, the loan. I mean, Mark, let me ask you this question: player for player. Right? Are there any players in that Birmingham side, yeah, that are that you would say are better than what we have, yeah? And if you, you know, just you know, how many of those would walk into our side? Well, I think obviously Tahif Chong, who was the uh, you know Bakuna, the uh, midfielder yeah. who, who who ran the game, who was a fantastic shot on him. I think he's a I think he's a former former Cardiff City player, isn't he? 
Bakuna, um, yeah, been, Cardiff and Reading. Yeah, yeah. But I mean yeah, to counter yeah. him, I give you Alec I give you Alex Scott, but I'm just I'm just looking at you know, if you sort of say who are the star players and he was a star and there's no doubt in Scott is our star, but I'm just looking at the the, the Birmingham lineup because you know, they are here we go. Let's look at it. Etheridge versus Bentley. You'd have Bentley just about, wouldn't you? Yeah? Back yeah, four. Yeah. Five, as it says on here. Graham, Gordon, Roberts, Pedersen, Hernandez. Well, none of them stand out to me as being particularly outstanding. In the middle, Gardner, Sunjik and Bakuna. Up front, Taylor and Chong. Now, Taylor, as somebody said, spaghetti on his head. Did you see his little gif? drinking cider in their post-match interview. A bit naughty, that was. A little bit cheeky. Taylor I'd have in our team instead of Chris Martin. What do you say, Ian? You know, because we keep saying we're up against teams with more resources than us, but that lot, they're not that great, are they? And another team that's gone away with a win. You don't have to be that great to beat us. I'd have Roberts as a, as a defender, and I think he's a leader and he's got the long throw as well. That helps. Um, I mean, if you look at the physical disparity between the two teams, I'd also have Bakuna. Uh, Gardner's a decent player. He's an experienced player. Fit had another leader. Uh, Taylor, Lyle Taylor, only ever seems to play well against us, to be honest. Uh, I know he scored against... Was it Darby scored against the other week for them? Yeah, Um, Yeah, he scored two against us for Forrest earlier, didn't he? Yeah, I'd have Djukovic or um, uh, uh, Hogan. I'd have, I'd have both of them down, but you know, I, I think Djukovic particularly because we do need that big back to goal striker for when Chris Martin doesn't play, and we need him in both penalty areas. And I think that's half the reason. I've got to be honest; I think that's half the reason that Pearson uh, selects Chris Martin, leaves him on the field because he can. He's also decent at defending in the air, and we haven't got many. Uh, he so, he, he well, made some good front post but, headers from corners but, last but, week, didn't he? Against yeah, Forest. but you you look at yeah, but you look at the side, look at our team. I mean, when they lined up before the game, and you looked at our team, you looked at theirs, they looked about three four inches taller to a man, and we are a small team, so that's fine. But you you can't be doing what we were doing in the end. They're just banging the ball forward in the yeah. air All because right. you've got Vyman okay. who's not brilliant in the air. Naki Wells is small. And and the other the other line, we we just need to if you've got players like that you need to play through the thirds, and the big reason our defence suffers and the attack suffers is the midfield useless. There you are, said it, and and that yeah, is said it, and that's where we thought we had a surfeit of players. I want to move on to a few things just before yeah. we wrap up. I'll come to you first on this. Uh, uh... Mark, Mark. Uh, and it's not to do with the action on the pitch. It's the action. It's the action off it. I mean, objects being thrown. Uh, Birmingham started it yesterday. We've had it a couple of games this season when away players celebrating in front of uh, Section 82. Yesterday, it was a red flare being thrown on. Uh, your thought on objects being thrown on and then kids running onto the pitch trying to get a free shirt. Your thoughts on those two? Topic. Um, there were there were flares thrown from the Birmingham, weren't there, when they scored? Why don't I don't know if what I don't know what the process is. There, there was obviously no search. There's no searching taking place, and they can easily smuggle these into the ground. And then again, Section 82 flare and bottles coming down. We're going to get a fine from the FA, and and uh, and maybe that section will be cleared out at the front if this continues. I mean, players were hit in the uh, in the in the Huddersfield game, and 
it just can't it just can't carry on carry on people might think oh there you go it's a player's fault they're celebrating in front of the own fans it doesn't you cannot condone that sort of behavior and those people they're 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 gonna it's they're they're gonna spoil it for the rest because i think most of the majority of people in section 82 are, are, are great fans create create a, create a brilliant atmosphere and you're ruining it don't come back to the club throw objects get banned for life don't do yeah, it but are you are if you look at the people that go there Right, if you're a normal bloke and you went there and you saw it, it was somebody a few seats along from you and you didn't call him out there and then, but you knew where he was. And then uh, would you go after the match and say it was the same row as me, seat number 25, 15 seats along from me and call a bloke out? Would you do that? Because that's what needs to be done. Well, I Trouble would is- do, but I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. if people of fans do. It's not in the nature yeah. to drop somebody and in then- it. But if responsibility <laughs> is that they right. should. And, right. and, this, and this running on the pitch at the end... Ian, going back to the seventies, and we remember this with the, Dol- the Dolman um, enclosure, fans would probably run on the pitch and try and get autographs. But I think there's become this obsession, and it started off in the Premier League. It was funny the first couple of times, you know, with 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 uh, with, with fans with these cardboard pieces of cardboard. Where can I have your Mo Salah? Can I have your, Can I have your shirt, please? And it's spread down the leagues now, and it's just come, become ridiculous. Yeah. It does look silly, doesn't it? Begging for shirts. Bef- Fled- didn't didn't they just use? To- I mean, when we were when we were in League One, I think there was like one shirt. The shirt was sponsored by by uh, a fan, wasn't it, or a local business? And that shirt was given to the sponsor at the end of the season in, in the supporters, you know, the Player of the Year awards, yeah. and that was it. They didn't give yeah. their shirts away willy nilly, and they certainly weren't begged for them. People yeah. had more had more respect. It's they awful. Did. Yeah, and I'm going to come on to Ian with the same question, but just while you were talking about shirts there, Mark, I read your brochure that you put together for the 25th, or instrumentally put together, the 25th anniversary. Well, not me, the Supporters uh, Club and Trust. People did, yeah. people did. And uh, and, and um, there was two things in there. I found that I'd written a piece in there amongst one of the fans saying, I was 25 when that happened. That was the first thing. The other thing was... Somebody put on there, it might even have been the guy who was in, uh, was still in, for the best of my knowledge, Massive Attack, who said in, in a mark of respect for the Ashton Gate 8 is that we should retire the number 8 shirt. Well, the way Joe Williams played yesterday, maybe he was taking that literally. Um, <laughs> Ian, um, objects being thrown, what's the answer? Do what they do out in Italy maybe and put some form of netting like they have mm. at the San Siro and stuff like that and kids coming on the pitch trying to get a freebie? What are your thoughts? Well, that's all about uh, control and um, stewarding uh, and policing with a, a small P, if you will. That's what it's about. I mean, they were doing, uh, the police announced or the club announced the police would be doing checks for cocaine use down there yesterday and they obviously may have found the cocaine, but missed the fact that someone was carrying a smoke smoke grenade. And, you know, and I mean, in fairness, I had to show my ticket. You just hold up something red and walk in, don't you? I mean, uh, I had to show my ticket before I, I got past the stewards. Show us your ticket. Right, you know, there's my ticket. Do you want to see the smoke grenades I've got? My jumper. <laughs> no, that's all right. You, 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 crack, you crack on with that, yeah? All right, Sam, thank you. Um, yeah. No, look, it, 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 if you throw, throw things... Um, you should uh, you should be banned. Now you can talk about how long you get banned for. I mean, if if some daft kid, twelve years old, eleven years old, throws something, um, I don't think he should be banned for life. But I think he should be given a, a damn good talking to and a, a some kind of community service award yeah. or something like that. Um, 
then you uh, you finish up. But you've got to solve that problem. I mean, what they will do, Mark's quite right, they will clear the first, I don't know, six, eight rows there, tape them off, and they won't be sold. The, the tickets won't be well, sold. Well, I think, Ian, they could be throw them a lot further back. I, I mean, I would have thought that with CCTV just focusing on that section, that if you sit down... Yeah, you, 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 just like... you can spot people. It's not That's yeah. how they pick people out. They, they, it's not about people saying, well, you know, it was Jimmy Bloggs and he sits in seat number 48. It's none of that. You, you, the CCTV down there is absolutely spot on. Mm. So, But then again, somebody could be wearing a mask, couldn't they? Yeah. Or, or, or have their scarf pulled up over their yeah, face. But if, they're or in a seat, carry on. if they're in a seat... Yeah, but they might be in somebody seat. else's seat, Dave. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Ian, look, there's always a reason why something And they're not, they don't sit down. They're a, lot, a lot of the guys are stood up, well, no, aren't it's they? it's the rail seating and whatnot over there, isn't it? All right. Yeah, so, guys, so that ain't going to work. Can we no, talk about no. recruitment? Because we were well, going to talk I, about that. I, I say we're coming up to the end. Well, I appointed point the Pierce last week, didn't I? And he hasn't come yet. Yeah, there's two, there's two <laughs> things. Because we haven't talked about... We haven't t- two things, and we leave it for the next one. The FFP waiver and us saying we could have had thirty million, and X players would have been thought sold, and we were denied it. And I guess, you know, you could say if it hadn't been for COVID, and Alex Scott might have got a, got in a team a bit earlier, and then and, and, and others, and they might be worth thirty million. So FFP waiver and this week's comment of tweaking the recruitment. The final thing I want to do on uh, today, or ask you guys on today's pod is um the comments that came out from an interview that paul simpson did i don't know how he got on yesterday as manager at carlisle he won his first two games but paul simpson talking about the difficult conditions that dean holden constraints might have been another word that dean holden was working on remember this is dean holden with a win record in his time with us in excess of 40 uh, percent ian did you read that article and i guess you're saying it's nothing we didn't really know and didn't expose it in detail, but what were your thoughts on that? If you read it, yeah, he was probably talking about Ashton, wasn't he? And mm. uh, his, his control over the recruitment uh, process. But that's in a way that was why you know we had those ridiculous interviews about the um, thorough the thorough process to appoint the bloke who was who was uh, sat in the next office, and it took six weeks to do it. Um, and if you believe that, I got a bridge. I want to sell you. Um, I still stand by the fact that Dean shouldn't have, shouldn't have been offered the job. But you have yeah. to say his win rate was far higher than Nigel Pearson's. But yes, uh, our recruitment has been, which I think is what he was referring to, with with it was a difficult place to work. Um, our recruitment has been uh, largely poor. I would there have been notable exceptions: Brownhill, Webster. Um, but our recruitment's been poor. Uh, our trading's been poor. You can't let your record signing uh, walk out, the, your 5.2 million walk out the club for nothing, although we're going to do exactly the same again with Naki Wells and probably we a few bob to go. Um, so that, uh, and, and it filled me with, with horror and dread when what they were going to do was refer to it as a tweak because anybody that was involved in our recruitment last summer shouldn't be involved in it this summer. So there you yeah. are, said it. It needs yeah. a major, major overhaul. And you need somebody in there with some contacts, with scouts, who knows what he's, who's know, knows exactly what he's doing. And no now, disrespect not... to 
no disrespect to Richard, but he doesn't but, have. Yeah, yeah but it, they didn't say Richard. They didn't say Richard was going to do it. They said John Lansdowne was overseeing. No, um, met met John met John several times, and John knows more about football than Richard or Steve in terms of the playing side of the game. So if you started yeah. talking about a force number nine, um, John would know what you were talking about. Um, so. You know, I, I've got no no issue with uh, with John looking at that, but from a strategic point of view, it can't be a tweak. It okay. can't be a tweak because what there's too much wrong to be put right by a tweak. You know, it's like going into a company just losing fifty million a year and saying, "Well, I'm going to you know tweak a couple of things here." And no, 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 no. we're into a restructure, yeah. overhaul, and and clear out the dead wood and do yeah. whatever we can and. It's about the it's the, the art of the possible, isn't it? It's it's the art of well, what what is available? People on here have quite rightly said, um, "Where's the money going to come from?" Because the, the club hasn't got any money, and as much as Steve Lansdowne might want to put twenty million in, and I don't think yeah. he's probably got much appetite for it. Ian, to be no, Ian, no club's he got can. any money. Again, we don't have a monopoly no. on the poor. Um, Mark, just to finish, I want to come back to you on that point that Ian uh, Ian's just alluding to, that John Lansdowne, you know, does know a bit more than his dad and Richard Gould about the tactics of football. Can you really see um, Nigel Pearson working alongside John Lansdowne at constructing a squad? You know, maybe we sell our prize assets and build from the background again because he treats... By his own admission, he treats agents with disdain. He's going to treat John Lansdowne with disdain, isn't he? Or is that me being uh, is that me uh, being unfair saying that Pearson's got no time well, they, for fools? Well, they 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 must have accepted that because they gave him a, a three year contract in in April last year. So they know know what they know what they they know what they're getting. Uh, with with Nigel, you know, appears very very difficult, but they know they know what they're dealing with. God, you hope. But what they need is a strategy. They've got to have a head of recruitment who's who's prepared to work with Nigel Pearson, and they've got to come up with some strategy to play a style of football and bring in and bring in players and get better get a better better value on the pitch. And they've, I think, really. They've got to, Nigel Pearson's got to convince the board board of that. But the problem is he's not he's not going anywhere. So they've all this you know they decided no. that that Nigel's going to stay till twenty twenty four because to pay him off would cost the club an absolute fortune. So they're not going to do that. But and for City to progress, they have to come up with some strategy. We recruit certain types of players and play a certain style of game. But they have to have a strategy to attract. Uh, had a recruitment in the first place. Somebody's prepared to work with Nigel well, Pearson. That guy because Pierce, the, that game's guy a, Pierce. the game's very incestuous. They know, everybody knows everybody, don't they? Yeah, they and know exactly. Comments like Paul Simpson that the recruitment yeah. regime, okay, Ashton's gone, but what's uh, what what's there as a replacement? You know, you've gone from somebody who's a megalomaniac to in the chief exec, somebody who, you know, John, you, me, Ian, we we could probably all have a a decent. Uh, idea given a budget of what what we think is the right uh, solution for uh, well clubs club clubs small forward. clubs in that league i mean look at you know clubs like luton luton town 
you know players like clubs like that would look at us with envy with the facilities that we got with the the owner that we got but we still get meager value for what we supposedly got in assets our assets we're getting very poor value for them something has to be done about that otherwise we'll just slide downwards it's got to stop but i I, for better or worse we've got nigel pearson and let's hope because that's all we've got right now I think those three things, faith, open charity, to drag out us out of this next season, yeah. because uh, this season you're going to have to put up with, can put up with um, poor, poor, poor results. We might win another two or three games, but that's going to be about well, it. I'm sorry, enough. but yeah. that's the way it is. That's it. I mean, we've not, we've not, uh, we've not said anything about do we fear going down? You know, I don't, I don't. I, I still oh, yeah. think we do. Of course we do. <laughs> yeah. We no, don't well, don't yeah, we fear going down eventually. I don't think we will. Derby <laughs> has still got a chance of staying up, haven't they, after yesterday's win? But uh, Ian, you put a very good piece. It might be on Bristol Live or you put it it might be on Twitter, uh, about season ticket sales. You know, if we end with a whimper this season, then a lot of those I I know there was twenty two thousand, just about fifty people short of that in there yesterday. But the number of vacant seats at the South Stand, you know, just one final point from you, Ian. Season ticket sales next season, what with costs increasing with fuel and everything like that, you know, if we're not given any hope between now and the end of July, there's no early bird season pricing come in yet. It's not going to be looking grim. And you've already quoted in how many we lost this season on last season, didn't you? Just to finish. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, well, we lost 3,000 season ticket holders and the really worrying thing was that 1,700 of them <clears throat> had been season ticket holders for seven years or more. So you've got some 20-year men, uh, women in there that said enough's enough. And there, uh, currently there are more reasons not to go than go. And yeah. uh, we all know what the economy's like at the moment. We, know, we all know how much fuel is. Can people find £10 to park their car down down near Ashton Gate? Because a lot of the space down there is being monetized. where for years it was free. Um, I, I think it's a, it's a fairly desperate situation. And people may well need to save the money on football in order to pay bills. Um, so I, I, I think, and there are other reasons that people don't renew their season ticket. I mean, uh, some people die. Um some people move away. Uh, some people get made redundant so they can't afford it, etc., uh, etc. Et but I, I was talking to a guy before the game yesterday and he said at times this season, because he goes down there with quite a few people, he's had up to five season tickets and he can't give them away. You know, because no. people aren't going. Like one guy didn't go yesterday because he was he decided he was going to play bowls. Um, yeah. And there, you've got to give reason, people reasons to go. Now, there was what? a post-COVID, oh, sorry, not post-COVID, post-lockdown bounce last season where people said, oh, God, I've just got to go out. I just want to do something. I don't care where I go. I just want to go out. You're not going to get that this season. No. And a lot of people that you talk to, and this is, this is anecdotal, but it's, it's people from uh, social media and it's people that I, I speak to down there are saying, well, I'm going to go. Uh, but my two kids don't want to go. I think Neil Sutton was saying it the other week, one of his lads it really yeah. just didn't get into it and can't get interested. Um, and another lad another lad plays. So yeah. you, you just get to the point where you think, um, you just get to the point where where you think that, hang on a minute, this is, 
it, this is not sounding great. It's, it's not sounding a great proposition. And every time we hear the club come out with a quote about money or anything like that, uh, it, it, it's it's a downward quote. It doesn't fill you full of enthusiasm. Now, I can't see any way out of the current malaise apart from selling players. That's the only way out of this because I don't think other clubs are going to go for this idea, Richards, about, oh, we want to claim for transfer revenue no. we would have got. No. Uh, well, the only I, hope I, that I I've got, and say, this, is, this is a final, it's imaginary. final word on here. And if you're listening, Billy yeah. Wedlock on OTIB, we love you, baby. Um, more junk than that, maybe. I don't think so. Um, I think, you know, if we're going to go down the route of signing Leicester, old boys, I think we could even think, well, he's 35 and a half years old in the summer. Why not get Jamie Vardy? And coming down here, that would probably dilute his goals for game ratio. Guys, thanks for your contribution. Thanks for everybody who's uh, listened. This is good for a Sunday morning and people that will listen through the week. Hopefully we can drive it above 70,000 downloads in total. Ian, Mark, everybody else, thanks. Have a great day. Have a great week. All the best. Cheers now. Cheers, Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Mark. Bye. Bye, Ian. Bye, Dave. There's a time I always feel happy, as happy as a king, when the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he stops throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead, get up, get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red, red robins are bubba bubbing along.